This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. As we approach the huge COP26 climate conference in Glasgow, we've been hearing from a campaign group hitting the headlines over the last few weeks for their extreme demonstrations on the country's roads. Insulate Britain activists have blocked motorways and key roads across the country. They've been hit with bricks, covered in ink, dragged off the roads and even driven at by frustrated commuters. Today, the latest attempt to cause disruption involved Insulate Britain activists attempting to walk towards traffic along the M25. Craig Scudder is from the campaign group. First of all, Craig, what's your message to those who've been affected by all this disruption? I'd like to firstly apologise to any members of the public that are caught up in our in our disruptions, really. None of us wants to, to make uh, anybody un- unhappy um, and ruin their day. But please, please support us, you know. Please write to your MP, email your MP, go and see your MP. If 70% of people support our goals here, then the more pressure that's put on our politicians, the quicker we'll reach them. Now, people will say this new tactic of walking towards traffic on the motorway is a lot more dangerous. What do you make of it? That tactic hasn't been part of any training sessions I've been on. Um, But some of these people have now done these road blocking actions numerous times. Uh, and I, I would think that that was something that they thought up on the hoof today and they thought that maybe it would be effective. Um, sitting in the road possibly wasn't wasn't something they felt they could do. But no, it isn't that we've changed tack officially and that we're now going to start walking on the motorways. You know, it's a, a very dangerous thing that we're doing anyway. And as I say, none of us wants to be doing it. And I don't think we're looking to up the danger level or change tack. Now, there's been so much press coverage of the demonstrations over the past few weeks. There seems to be a growing frustration among the general public with them. Are you concerned about losing support from people for your cause by continuing to block roads? There isn't a concern about losing public support. I mean, we'd, we'd much rather have public supporting our um, our actions, but we understand that that is a, a real long shot. You know, there are hundreds of traffic jams each week in the UK of a similar severity to the, to the three or four that we cause, you know. I just don't understand why, you know, there are a couple of hundred of us in Insulate Britain. I don't understand why there aren't 20 million of us. We'd love to have more support for members of public. We know that they back 
our aims. We know they do. But we just need more of them to take that leap and realise that nobody wants to sit in a road. You know, I don't want to be, be shouted at by angry motorists. And, you know, a friend of mine had a Range Rover nearly run over a couple of weeks ago. That's terrible. We all just want the government to act. And with pressure from enough members of the public, that will happen. What do you say to the arguments that it shouldn't be the public that are punished for ultimately something you want the government to do? Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, this is an act of desperation. I have spent days doing more targeted direct actions at government departments. And, you know, a lot of journalists say, why don't you do more direct targeted actions? And we have. But, you know, you guys don't know about them, which shows that they don't work. Now, the big COP26 climate summit starts this weekend. Is this what all the demonstrations have been leading up to? I actually feel that we are in a really precarious position going into COP because there are a lot of countries around the world that have are big emitters of carbon dioxide and have vested interests in slow walking, you know, the decarbonisation of, of their own economies. You know, wh- whether they're big exporters of coal like Australia or, or big exporters of, of oil and gas. These countries are all looking for, for a weak point from the major bangers of the drum, if, if you like. And when it comes to COP26, it's for us really to set the tone. And I feel that if I was the, the Prime Minister of Australia, I'd, I'd be saying to my guys, come on, give me some help here. I don't really want to commit to very ambitious targets. It's in the UK. What, what are they doing? And, you know, their advisors will be saying, well, actually, the UK are just talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk at all. And will Insulate Britain be making an appearance in Glasgow over the next two weeks? I mean, I've worked with an architect and we looked at getting a store. It's just, you know, you you couldn't do it. And certainly as an environmental charity, it would be tough. But for a small protest group like ours, it, it would be impossible. We're not in COP. We're sticking to our plan and our game. But there will be, I think, actions happening every day in Scotland, in Glasgow, around around COP by numerous environmental groups. You know, I, I don't think journalists will, will struggle to find a story to cover, but we won't be there per se. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.